Time Watchwoman, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this September 9th, 2015 edition of the Sheila Zielinski Show. It is good to be back on the air. I don't know if you realize how much I missed you guys. It was very tough being off the air for the month of August. I have to admit, for me, it's like a fish being out of water, and I'm so glad to be returning back to the air And I really missed you guys a lot. And I really appreciate all the incredible outpouring of support. Yesterday, I was very excited to be able to not only hear the incredible news surrounding Kim Davis, but I was able to catch Coach Dave Dobmeyer in the epicenter of all the action yesterday. Coach Dave was actually boots on the ground in Kentucky yesterday. And this show was recorded yesterday. And here it is. Here to share... Some incredible breaking news is my guest who really needs no introduction, Coach Dave Dobmeyer from Past Assault Ministries and the Salt and Light Brigade. That's ptsalt.com. Coach Dave, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you back. Oh, Sheila, it's, uh, what, a, what a glorious day this has been. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, we've seen a miracle down here, Sheila, in the last, uh, we think last, last Thursday was when this whole thing began with uh, Kim Davis. Today, if I lose track of time, I think today's Tuesday. Uh, we've been going nonstop since last Thursday, Sheila, and uh, man, we just we witnessed a miracle today, and it's just, it was just an unbelievable experience to be part of it. Well, Coach, we did, and tell the folks what that miracle is. I'd like you to share with the audience what our good news is, but also your hand in both September 5th, the rally, the events all week, including you guys gathering in Fort Thomas, Kentucky, at the home of of Judge David Bunning, demanding the release of Kim Davis from jail. Share that experience with the listeners. Yeah, Sheila, I've been saying that. been saying for a long time, as has our mutual friend Doug and Joe Hagman. I'm, I'm saying, listen, we, we've got to we've got to turn up the heat. We've got to turn up the heat on the right people. We've been turning up the heat on our politicians sometimes, but we get judges. We got Judge David uh, Bunning, who lives 120 miles here from, from uh, this county down here, this Rowan County. He lives 120 miles clear up in Cincinnati. He jumps in his car and drives down here to. Ashland, Kentucky, and makes a ruling, throwing a, putting a lady in jail for no reason at all, drives back in his car, back to his house, back to his life and his kids in his swimming pool, and is never held accountable for, for it. So when we were down here on last Thursday, we said, first of all, this is lawless. We can get into all this. Uh, Kim Davis is the only law keeper in this entire story. Everybody else is lawless. The mayor's lawless. The sheriff's lawless. They're, they're all lawless. And we said, there's enough of this stuff that that this guy can come down here and do this to this woman in her life and get away with it. So, you know, so I run with some pretty wild and crazy Christians. He said, we're going to go to his house, which that's almost impossible, Sheila, to find out where a federal judge lives. Uh, we did. And uh, yesterday we showed up at, outside his house. We got there about 2 o'clock. and about 30 of us, women, children, men. And we, uh, 
we were outside of his house for six hours, and the the media just came and came and came and came, and we held him to account. He wasn't there, I don't believe. There were federal marshals, police everywhere, media everywhere, and we just stayed on the sidewalk and faithfully proclaimed the Word of God and sang songs and, and preached and rebuked, and, and uh, we never dreamed, Sheila, that when we returned home today, which uh, this is, again, this is Tuesday, we didn't get to, to judge um, Judge Bunning yesterday. We never dreamed that when we would get to the event today, um, Mike Huckabee was here, Ted Cruz was here. We never dreamed that uh, that Kim Davis would be released from jail, although that was the, our theme. That's what we said all week. Try to make it short and sweet. Show us the law or let her go. Show us the law or let her go. Trying to make a point that judges don't make law and that Kim Davis is following the law. And we, we pounded that message yesterday. We pounded it on the media. And when we got here, Sheila, today there were probably ten or 15,000 people. And it was just something to see. And it'll be one of those moments in my life that I, I don't know if I'll ever forget, Sheila, that the church shows up and we got to witness the miracle of Kim Davis being released by Judge David Bunning. Now, here's the amazing thing, Sheila. She is released while we are there. We're standing there, and we see her come out the door. Can, can you, you talk about something? I'm getting goosebumps. You talk about something that builds the faith of the saints to not only uh, witness it, but to know that their efforts of coming down there, boots on the ground, which you know I talk about all the time, that we have to show up if we're going to win this war, to see when they showed up, she walked out of those doors. Now, uh, we were to, when we went to visit that, uh, David Bunning yesterday, we, we didn't know what the impact would be. We thought maybe it hardened his heart. Maybe he would, you know, maybe he would uh, give her a stronger sentence. She was supposed to be, go back to court on Thursday. Sheila, Pharaoh let her go. He issued an order and let her go. And it was, uh, I'm telling you, it was one of the most uh, dramatic moments I've ever, ever experienced. Well, it's like we were going to Jericho and walking around and appealing to heaven. And that's really what it's about, because we're not fighting flesh and blood. And I think, Dave, this case is part of the bigger systemic problem that we see. And the world is growing darker. The enemy, Mm -hmm. let's face it, he's waging war completely unopposed almost. We see religious liberty under attack all over this nation from homosexual rights to homosexual indoctrination of our children in the public schools, from demands to bake cakes to imposing homosexual marriage demands. I mean, the enemy is on a relentless march to fundamentally destroy our American culture. But Dave, tragically, this is happening with virtually no opposition from the Christian community whatsoever. And as a former high school football coach, I think you would agree that the time has come to push back the forces of darkness. But we did get a win today, and praise God we got it. We did get a win today, Sheila. But if I've told this story a thousand times this weekend, I've told it 10,000 times, it's very simple. God works through people. God moves through people. And I've heard a lot of people, you know, the whole Planned Parenthood debacle that's been going on. I hear people pray, well, let's pray that God will end abortion. Let's pray that God will do this. Let's pray that God will protect marriage. No, 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 no. God uses people to do those things. And that was a great demonstration of what we saw today, God using the obedience of people. And so I tried to help people understand this. When people were coming out, they were so elated. They said, oh, thank you, Jesus, for setting her free. I said, yeah, in a way that he, he did. In a way he did, but he used you. If you had stayed home 
If everybody had stayed home, we could have prayed till our tongues fell out, and she would not be released. The truth of the matter is, faithful Christian men moving on the faith in their hearts to be obedient to what Christ has called them to do is what released her. Jesus said to obey is better than to sacrifice. And our simple obedience is coming and standing and lifting up the name of the Lord. We did damage to hell today, that's for sure, Sheila. Well, and you know, I think, Dave, someday when the historians are sifting through the ashes of what once was the free West trying to assess what happened, they're going to discover that we let freedom be hijacked by the devil and his minions. America's at war and doesn't even know it. America's been pillaged and plundered, and I can really only use pirate terms here to describe what's happening to the greatest country the world has ever known. I mean, America was not the last bastion of freedom, Dave. It was the first and only, and there's a jihadist in the slaughterhouse who deserves to hang for high treason, yet a woman can sit in jail for her Christian beliefs and her solemn oath to the Constitution, and all people could do is shrug their shoulders? I mean, it is really time for people to snap out of their trance here, Dave. Well, (laughs) Sheila, you know, we're called to rescue those who are unduly led to the slaughter. She's being led to the slaughter. And, you know, I would, sadly, I would run into so many Christians who say she deserves to be there, that uh, she's breaking the law. Sheila, if I can take about two minutes here, I'm just trying to make something so clear for people to understand. Kim Davis broke no law. In fact, she wasn't in jail for breaking the law. She was in for contempt of court. She had no... She had no bail she could post. She had no crime that they could have charged her with. He could have kept her there indefinitely. And we've trying to be, been trying to help people understand that there is only one law in Kentucky regarding marriage. And that law is marriage is between a man and a woman. In fact, the law said that for Tim Davis to issue a marriage license to anything other than a man and a woman is a felony. It's a felony. So we try to help people understand this. Courts don't make laws. Courts offer opinions. And the Supreme Court has offered its opinion. But if we were to ask somebody to show us the law that legalizes gay marriage, they can't. There is no law. And so if Kim Davis could go into a fair judge and say, Your Honor, produce the law, and I will follow it. The only law that could be produced in that courtroom is the law of the state of Kentucky, which says what? Marriage is between a man and a woman, and anybody who offers a wedding license to somebody other than that is committing a felony. So in this whole fiasco, she is the only law keeper. Now, not to mention the laws of God. I mean, they can't, they can't make a law. You can't make a law calling marriage a same-sex marriage any more than you can make a law against gravity. You just can't do it because it is what it is. But aside from that, there's no law on the books in the state of Kentucky legalizing gay marriage. So we have said, since we've been down here, show us the law or set her free. It's trite, it's simple, but it's the truth. Show us the law or set her free. And we live in a society today where we're all taught, the Supreme Court's make decisions are the law of the land. We hear all of our, all the guys running for president of the United States tell us it's the law of the land. Mike Huckabee was down here today, and Mike Huckabee said it's not the law of the land. It's willing to stand up and speak against judicial supremacy. So again, uh, people destroyed for a lack of knowledge, Christians, believing that Ken Davis is following, uh, breaking the law, getting what she deserves, that's one, that's one of my greatest heartaches of this whole thing. But 
So you go on Facebook and you look around, people are starting to get it. Roe versus Wade is not the law of the land. Right. There is no law. In fact, Sheila, did you know that Dred Scott was never overturned? It was just ignored? Absolutely. Dred Scott is still, that decision is still out there, never overturned, just ignored. And it's exactly what we should do with marriage and exactly what we should have done with abortion. Well, Dave, the Founding Fathers made it very clear that the laws of God are the highest laws in the land, yet, yes, that means higher than the laws of man. Thus, man's law cannot contradict God's law. A republic, this is interesting for people to know, a republic is Latin for publicus, meaning for the people, and supreme powers held by the people and their elected representatives. That's precisely why it's called a republic. The Declaration notes that governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. The Bible recognizes that civil government is instituted among men, and its purpose, thus instituted, is to exercise its power under the authority of God's law. So therefore, God's law supersedes all other laws, including the Constitution, which would be technically the second highest law in the land. I mean, this reminds me, Dave, of Kent Hovind. I mean, you and I were very Mm. instrumental in phoning the legal team that ended up getting him out, because once people start pressuring, it's just like the day when this ruling came out, I phoned the Kentucky governor. I absolutely phoned their office, and I'm telling you, I got everyone to light up those phone lines, and I thought, come on, people, it's time to light up some phones. We're going to call this Kentucky governor's office and let him know that the church of the living God is alive, and we're not going to stand by while demons run roughshod over the citizenry, Dave. That's exactly right. You know, Sheila, the scripture says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set Kim Davis free. That, that's it. The, the truth is what sets us free. And so when we begin to speak the truth, stand on the truth, obey the truth, freedom comes about as a result of that. And you know, it's so amazing, Sheila, that, that God would use Kim Davis, his four-time married former slut, she would tell you herself, that's what she was, whose life was redeemed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, which, by the way, is the gospel, is it not? That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we would see people online that be making fun. She's not qualified to leave. She's had four marriages. And I thought all that stuff was under the blood. I thought that Jesus wiped away all of our sins. As far as the East is from the West, he doesn't remember anymore. But the rest of us want to hold an account against her. But there she was, simply standing up, declaring that she was a sinner saved by grace. God washed her clean, and her life began all over again. And God would use this 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 woman this, and her husband, just good old-fashioned God-fearing country folk to confound the wise. Now, I just put to a group here tonight, Sheila, and I said this for your listeners. I think this is really important. You have to prepare for that moment when the Lord will use you. You've got to prepare for that moment. You don't know when it's going to come. Kim Davis never, a year ago today, she never thought she would be national news. She never thought she would be world news. But when that moment came, when that moment came, she was prepared. And no matter what they said, no matter what they do, they could not shake her faith. They could not buffalo her away from the truth. And uh, what a great testimony that has been. So again, I'm saying to people out there, who's next on the line? Who's the next one ready to step up? And if you are that next person, are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you grounded that you're not going to bend and you're not going to bow? Because courage engenders courage. And boy, did Kim Davis put a lot of courage in the heart of a lot of people today. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, whether it's this devilish Planned Parenthood debacle we saw months ago, we look at the abortion and the number of these unborn babies that are slaughtered throughout the West. And whether, again, it's Planned Parenthood or this Ashley Madison exposure, here's the question I have, Dave. Where are these mega churches and mega preachers? Did you hear mm. Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland or John Hagee or Creflo Dollar Bill or Howdy Doody down in Lakewood? Did you hear them talking about Kim Davis or the butchering of our brethren? Do you ever hear that in the pulpits? No, you don't. No, you don't, Sheila. And I'm going to tell you, the real leaders in America are guys by the name of Flip Benham and Cal Zastro and Ken Scott and Ante Pavlovich and these are these are God's these are God's generals. Nobody knows their name, their faces aren't on TV. But if you would have seen what we put together down here, Sheila, in two days, from Thursday to Saturday, when when the when the hearing was done at noon on Thursday, Sheila, the, the people that we had with us said this 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 cannot stand, and we went to work and organized a rally. A prayer rally to support Kim. We stood out on the streets for two days and handed out literature, probably 5,000 pieces of literature, inviting people to this prayer rally for Kim. We didn't know, there were no pastors with us. There was nobody, nobody. And Kim, Saturday morning, about 1,000 people showed up. We knew we were on to something. We knew that we had hit a vein. We knew Mike Huckabee was going to come in here on Tuesday, but we also knew that we had to keep the story alive. We had to light a spark. And we had to educate the people. And that was done by names of people that you'll never know. That you, you don't just simple people you don't even know. You watch a football game, you know the quarterback, you know the running back, but you don't know the name of the center or the guard or the time. You don't know those guys. And they're the ones that are plowing all the ground, making all the holes. And that's exactly what happened down here. And, and uh, where the heck ever I am here down in, in Kentucky. Simple, nameless, faceless Christians who were determined that they were not going to let this uh, tyranny stand made all the difference in the world. Well, I'll tell you what else made all the difference in the world. It's what your efforts have been through the Salt and Light Brigade. For the new listeners, and we oh, have yeah. a lot of them, Dave, I want you to tell people who are not familiar with Salt and Light Brigade and how they can get involved in this incredibly powerful team effort. It is, it is more powerful than... Uh, l- listen, I'm you know, I don't, I don't want to take credit for it, but I can't not take credit for what I saw happen. You understand that, Sheila? I'm not, see, Mike Huckabee, he can pound his chest tonight and say he got her free. It, was, it wasn't Mike Huckabee. It was those of us who were on the ground, the Salt and Light Brigade. And, uh, we had a lot of, Sheila, we had a lot of them. A lot of the people at this rally today were not from down here. They came from everywhere. And the number of people, number of hands that I shook who were, Sheila Zielinski listeners and Hagman and Hagman listeners, I can't even tell you how many there were. And the Salt and Light Brigade is just a group of Christians who are sick and tired of what's going on. We've divided them into, we, we put a team together, we call it the Prayer Force. That's those who are going to pray, they're going to, uh, when an event like this occurs, they're our prayer warriors, they're the, they're the Air Force, we call them the Prayer Force, they're going to bombard the area with prayer. And then we have the what we call the infantry, we put guys who make phone calls or send faxes or write letters or do whatever to bombard the officials. And then we have the SWAT team. We call it the spiritual weapons and tactics. Guys who hit the beach because you cannot win without boots on the ground. Sheila, the SWAT team, the, the Salt and Light Brigade, I don't care what anybody else says, the Salt and Light Brigade, that's why Ken Hovind is no longer in jail. I'm just telling you. I, I've lived it. I saw it. I'm not bragging. I'm not taking credit for it. I saw God's people move as a team 
in a, in a coordinated, organized way. And the same thing just happened down here as well. Let me tell you another side of the sheet of it that just brushes my thoughts off. But the people we called in, when this thing broke loose on, I got home on, when things broke loose on Thursday, I got on the phone and I called a lot of the warriors that I know from around the country. I said, we need you here. We need you. Now, she, I don't know what, if you know what it's like to get a flight on short notice, but they, I mean, the, the prices are exorbitant. And right. I said, listen, I don't care what it costs you to get down here. We'll find the money for you. I don't know where, but we'll find it. You, we need you here. This is the Alamo. And I said to about three or four of my guys, and I sent out an alert on the Salt Light Brigade. I said, listen, you get here and we'll help you with expenses. If money's what's keeping you down there, I don't know where we'll come up with it, but we'll raise the money. I'll help buy your gas. I'll put you in a hotel, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. I sent out an email to the brigade and said, listen, we've got people that are coming. It's a financial burden to them. Can you help? And she, our call first still, I can't even tell you. And uh, I, I'm looking in the room right now. I'm outside of the room with about 50 people in there, but all of them came here. Every bit of it's funded by people in the Salt Light Brigade who knew that we needed these boots on the ground. And I could walk to this family of six kids. I'm looking at them right now and be able to look their father in the eye and say, listen, I've got this covered. We will pay your bill. And the look in his eye, he came down. He wasn't expecting it. He said, listen, I got it. The Salt Light Brigade. We're a team. We've got each other's back. So they're a part of a Salt Light Brigade that couldn't come but funded the troops on the ground. Again, it was one of the most faith-building experiences I've ever had in my life as I would look at my website and watch that money come rolling in, Sheila. And I had a guy complaining, he said, oh, you guys are always asking for money. You always ask, I said, listen, man, I don't want your money. You keep your stinking money. But if you, if anybody that sends 50 bucks in, I'm going to tell you, that, that's paying a hotel room for somebody. This ain't, this ain't going to build a church. This isn't putting uh, big screen TVs up. This isn't padded pews. These are soldiers on the ground fighting a fight for you and your children and your grandchildren. And the money that came in, she had, so that these, these folks could do this is just, again, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen happen in my life, just because God is so faithful. God is so faithful that that Salt and Light Brigade, they funded the Army down here, and uh, they're going to fund it later on, too. We're not done fighting. This battle's not over. But now we have a little bit of a war chest that we can, that we can pull our soldiers in here. Well, and you said soldiers, and we really are God's soldiers. We're the boots on the ground. Jesus said, occupy until I come. He didn't say, sit around and sing kumbaya while Rome burns around us here. Look at Gideon's army. I mean, it just goes to show you that Gideon made sound and shone light. And I think that's really what it's about. It's sounding the alarm bells. And there's power in numbers, Dave. There, there is power in numbers. Gee, it says in Romans, now listen. No soldier goes to warfare at his own charges or at his own expenses. No one builds a vineyard and doesn't eat the fruit thereof. When we send guys to war, the soldiers don't pay their own way, Sheila. You don't enlist in the army and then have to go buy your boots and buy your, and buy your bullets. You don't have to do that. Others fund those on the front lines. And the people in the Salt Library, they, they get it. They get it. And I'm just telling you. We've sent emails out. We've kept them alert of what's going on. You think their faith isn't being built as they see their $50 has come in? And, oh, my goodness, let me, they want Sheila. In the last three months, we have set two people free from jail. Do you understand? This is not a coincidence. You can, I mean, a lot of people could take credit for it, but I'm sitting here at ground zero both times, and I saw the hand of God move, 
And I know it's because of the unity of the power in this fault and light today. So, man, I'm Scott. What, what, a, what a thing the Lord has given us, and, and uh, we're beginning to push back. And as my buddy Cal said, said that we hit a home run today. Boy, did we ever hit a home run today. Praise the Lord. So Mike Huckabee was there. Was Ted Cruz also in attendance here, Dave? He came, yes. Ted, Ted came. He's kind of, uh, I give Ted a lot of credit. He didn't try to co-op Mike Huckabee's rally. Uh, Ted quietly came in, quietly met with her, uh, quietly spoke with a few people and got out. But yes, he was on the grounds. He was in there. Uh, yeah, he was here. And Huckabee, you know, I had a nice rally. And Mike Huckabee said a lot of great things, but it was a political rally in a lot of ways. A lot of Republicans spoke, and it was okay. And we didn't necessarily endorse one side or that or the other, but we know this, Sheila, that that crowd was what it was because of what we did yesterday out in front of uh, Jeb Bunning's office because the media was everywhere. We're on, you know, we're on Good Morning America or, or the Today Show, whatever, on one of those. You, wherever you look, Kim Davis was everywhere. So praise the Lord, we kept that story alive. And uh, the people responded today. Now, they didn't just respond because of us, but they responded because we did, we did keep the story alive. Well, you can only censor us for so long, and we're going to make some noise. And one of the interesting things is that one of the mainstream media caught Kent Hovind's attention after, you know, they were just getting pummeled with emails and pressure on political affiliates and various people in, well, whether it's a governor or whether it's a judge. I mean, eventually... You know, you make enough noise and you see some action. So I think it's really important for us to understand our Air Force needs to continue bombing our SWAT team, our infantry. I mean, we still need to keep going, don't we, here? We do. And I said, I said to our group tonight, and I said to everybody I had a chance to, don't you understand that in God's army, everybody has a job? Everybody has a role to play. You may not think you're important. You may not think you matter, but you have got a role to play. And one of the reasons that we haven't been very successful in moving the ball down the court is what? People ain't playing. They're not playing. And, you know, run into folks who say, well, we'll pray about it. Or, we'll, you know, I'll pray about it. I said, tell it, and Sheila, you know, Jesus prayed till blood came out of his pores in the Garden of Gethsemane. I never prayed that hard. He prayed till he bled. But aren't we glad today, Sheila, that he's not still in the garden praying? Aren't we glad that he yes. moved beyond his prayer closet and got up and went to understand that prayer is the power that propels the action? That when you pray and go, prayer is what empowers you when you get out in the face of the enemy. And uh, that's why we tell him that faith, faith without works. Pray without prayer without going is just it's nothing. I believe in prayer. But she, I pray before I go, and I pray as I go. And then I trust that, uh, that the power of God will show up. And man, we saw it today. Amen. Well, 1 Corinthians twelve twelve says, it starts out saying, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many, are one body, so mm -hmm. also in Christ. So mm -hmm. for the body is not one member, it's many, the scripture says. And I think, you know, we got a lot of keyboard commandos and we got a lot of armchair yep. patriots, yep. but I'll tell you what, it is time to actually put some boots on the ground and do what you can. And that's what I love about the Salt and Light Brigade, Dave, because yeah, it really yeah. is different levels of action. And I think that is so important. And, you know, it's funny because... 
One of the things that really, I have to say, disgusted me in all of this was some of the comments, Dave, on the original video where they showed Kim Davis turning down that male couple. I mean, just the yeah. rank, demonic, devilish people that were oh, screaming at her and she was keeping really calm. And I thought, look, why would they drive three states over just to make a production? But you know what was worse, Dave? What boiled my blood was the comments mm. from so-called Christians saying she should be fired. She's nothing but a, well, it's a family show. Yep. I can't repeat yep. the language. Yep. It was I'm just sickening, Dave. Sheila, listen, here was, the, here was the great part of it. I've been, I began reading on the Internet different places that all of a sudden the homosexual mafia was concerned, and they were concerned because she had been arrested. And they said, oh, my goodness, we're going to make this woman a victim. A martyr and Sheila. That is exactly what happened. And the reason it was so important that people saw it because people look at Kim Davis and they see their next door neighbor. They see their daughter. They see they see just a common woman being thrown in jail for standing for her belief. And so all of a sudden, this went beyond theory to practicality. People could look at that and say, my goodness, if it can happen to her, it can happen to me, it can happen to my pastor. And that was one of the greatest mistakes that they, that they made. And it was interesting, Sheila, when we went to uh, Judge Bunning's office, our, our house yesterday, and we were out there, and the police were so cooperative, it all of a sudden it hit me. Somebody sent down an order, don't arrest any more Christians. Don't arrest any more. Now, I don't know that to be fact, but I know. I've been out on the streets. I know how police treat you. I know what it would be like with federal marshals normally. And they were so kind to us. And they gave us no problems at all. I'm convinced somebody said no more Christians being arrested because there would have been one more martyr after. Can you imagine if they had thrown a couple of us in jail for standing with her again? They just didn't want to go there. So they, we got their attention. We can't go back to sleep, Sheila, because the battle is just amping up. There is more coming. There is going to be more opportunities. The battle is going to be hotter. You just got to prepare, as I said, get yourself prepared and ready for when the opportunity comes your way that you're prepared to fight it in a way that's going to honor the Lord. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if it's maybe lack of strong men or what it is lately, Dave, but I, I think of the strong men, men of action, men like my grandfather storming the beaches of Normandy, getting shot repeatedly and just continuing on. I think of the Lexington Minuteman representing Captain John Parker, and I think of retreating not being an option for the colonists. And those comrades of my granddaddy who stormed those beaches of Normandy, they didn't back down, Dave. Tens of thousands of GIs over the years watch their comrades bleed and die. And if it's one thing that boils my blood, it's a vilification and demonization of our incredibly brave Christian veterans. But it's also the Christian brethren that are being persecuted, Dave. And I, I think about what we've allowed up until now, and it's heart-wrenching. Do you think the tides have turned here with this case? Yes, I, I, believe, I believe they have. Uh, you mentioned manhood. I, I became convinced today, Sheila, that uh, that's not our problem. Although it is the sophistication of the American male, there's no doubt about it. But the problem is leadership. People don't know what to do. People want to do something, but they don't know what to do. And we have pastors. I would, I would like to, I wonder how many pastors were here today, certainly more than we've seen. But I had the opportunity to speak to a couple of pastors who had never done anything like that and tried to impress upon them. Look, look, look around here. These people are looking for leadership. Being a pastor automatically anoints you with a mantle to lead. We need leadership. 
And even though the American male has been six to five, we all would agree with that, too. There's still, I'm going to tell you something, the women, the feisty women that were there today, they're laying out there. Uh, Mom and Pop Christian have had enough, but we have to have somebody who will lead them into battle. That's our greatest, greatest need right now. That's why Trump is so popular, I think. That's why he's so popular. He's not afraid to say, say the truth. You know, I think where there is unity, God commands the blessing, Dave, because Psalm 133, it tells us that where there is unity, God commands the blessing. Paul said that we Paul said that we were one body and many members. And I think it's really important what he said about the body of Christ. And everyone on the Salt and Light Brigade team is valuable. And if you have not joined up for that, Dave, tell people how they can get involved in the Salt and Light Brigade. Oh, great. Thanks, you. Let's go, let's go to saltandlightbrigade.org. Spell the words out. All of them spelled out, saltandlightbrigade.org. And we ask you to just give us your email. That's all we do. Answer a few questions so we maybe know what state you're in and what some of your skills might be. But just give us that. And then we put you on an alert list, and we notify you when there's a battle going on. We, that kicks our prayer force into action. It gets our infantry into action. It gets our SWAT team people going. See, sometimes the battle's in Kentucky. Sometimes the battle's in Louisiana. Sometimes the battle's going to be out in Los Angeles. And what we know with the Salt and Light Brigade is we have people everywhere. Every one of those areas, we have people. And they can come, and they can show up, and they can fight, and they can push back. But as we watched what happened in Indianapolis with Mike Pence a few months ago, the homosexuals show up, and there's absolutely no organized pushback against that effort by the homosexuals. That's when I formed the Salt and Light Brigade. I didn't know what I was doing with it. I just knew somebody had to get something. I actually kind of exposed that one night on the Hagman and Hagman and the point said, let's go. And I would just say to your listeners, come on, man, jump on board. Just give us your email. It's anonymous. If you, sometimes you can go. Sometimes you can't go. Sometimes you can pray. Sometimes you can't pray. But, man, we, we give you a target. I use this example. I think it's so good. It's like you have one of those super squirters of big, big old squirt guns, and that's our prayer team. And, and we can all have a squirt gun, Sheila, and walk out in our yards and squirt the, the gun straight up in the air. All of us, we just create rain. That's really all we do. But if we all take those super soakers and we all draw a dot, a dot on my living room ceiling and I bring everybody in the house and say, okay, now everybody shoot at that dot. Well, we poke a hole in the ceiling in a very short period of time. And that's what we think we do with our prayer force is all focused at the same target at the same time. And we think that we wreak havoc in the heavenly realm with, with those targeted prayers. Not just casual prayer, but targeted prayer against the forces of darkness. And uh, we know that when we do that, we disable the enemy, and that makes our efforts a much more uh, prosperous and fruitful here where we are on this. So takes both. takes prayer in the air, as Wiley Drake says, and boots on the ground. And that's really what our salt and light brigade has been offering. Since you were in Kentucky, Dave, what was the most surprising thing that you witnessed in your several days now in, you've been in Kentucky since what, Friday? Yeah. Uh, the most amazing thing was when we were in the neighborhood of, uh, of the judge, Judge Bunny. That was one of the most hateful neighborhoods I've ever been in. It's an affluent area. And, uh, oh my goodness, you know, they, was, they, were, they were vile. They were vile. We tried to hand out literature and explain why we were there. It was just, I'm, I'm telling you. And I, I walked away there and pointed out many times I've shown everybody else, look at this, rich people, rich people, they think just because they got money 
that they're somehow special. They think just because they've got money that they have other privileges that others don't, and others don't. And they are so, for the most part, never paint with a broad brush, but for the most part, they're blind to the gospel. They're not open to the gospel. And the scripture tells us this, that uh, uh, the, if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Meaning this, if you think you're okay, you think you got the truth, you're not looking for it. And there's a lot of darkness here, a lot of darkness in that wealthy neighborhood, people trusting in their riches and thinking they're better than everybody else. That's one of the lasting memories they're going to take with me about this weekend is, uh, boy, the darkness in those rich people in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Probably making some of your Fort Thomas, Kentucky listeners upset, but I'm just, I'm just calling them like I see them. It was, it was very, very discouraging. Well, you know what's very disturbing and dark and disgusting is when you've ever gone to a gay parade. I'll tell you, that's the most vile, filthy people. Mm. And I mean, the language and the actions, I mean, it's just debaucherous, isn't it? It is. It really, it really is. And, uh, that's why we get, make people a little bit uncomfortable, Sheila, because we're trying to, uh, we're trying to re-stigmatize homosexual behavior. We try to get people to think what it is they do. Think, just think about that act. Just think about that. What that, what that, what that would, be, what that would look like, and see that's perverted. In fact, what we're told it's deviant, deviant, and it's perverted. Yet we've become so desensitized to it. We use that word gay, tolerance, and diversity that we lose tra- uh, sight of what is actually going on. And so we're trying to re- uh, re-stigmatize that behavior, help people understand. Oh yeah, you think it's such a good thing? Do you have any idea how much money you pay in healthcare costs? to people who bring diseases on there simply by the behaviors that they choose to engage in. There's a lot of ways that we have to re-stigmatize this. And uh, it's not comfortable. People don't like to hear it. We call them sodomites. We don't call them gay. That turns people off as it sounds hateful. Well, see, God's the one that called them sodomites. God is the one that called them sodomites. And it's amazing how these abhorrent euphemisms now replace these words of the Bible now, even these Bible versions, these other Bible translations, they tone down God's words. <laughs> and think about this. Now, abortion is freedom of choice, and sodomy is the more soothing sound of alternative lifestyle. We are supposed to embrace anything goes nowadays. Even the young girls, I think there's so much confusion in our young people, even just with gender roles nowadays. Do you notice that, Dave? It really, it really is. And, you know, we were at the Southern Poverty Law Center a couple months ago. We were down in Alabama. And I, I saw all those people that were working as they came to work, Sheila. And you know what they were? They were all 20-something girls. All these girls, wow. liberal girls, who want to change the world. And that's what they're getting in our public schools and in our colleges. And they're feminizing our men and telling the men not to have an opinion and sit there and shut up. And uh, uh, we've got to get men to men up quickly if we're going to have a ch- any chance at all of rescuing uh, this once great nation. Absolutely agree. Well, in the waning moments, Dave, again, give out your two websites and remind people how they can donate as well. I've had a lot of emails. People want to know how they can donate to your efforts. And of course, I'm going to end the show tonight with playing some clips from the rally from Mike Huckabee. And of course, Kim, as she thanked the people. But do give out your yeah, information. Great. Hey, Sheila, listen. I want everybody to know we're going to spend every penny you give us. We're going to spend it. We're not going to we're not going to buy a big airplane with it. We're not going to buy cars with it. We're going to spend the money on the battle. 
And when you fund the Salt and Light Brigade, you are funding frontline soldiers to go to battle. Hotels, gas, food. That's not too much to ask. You know, to put a guy out on the front lines and just pay his expenses while he's here. That's what, our, what we do. And that's, they can contribute at the saltandlightbrigade.org. Saltandlightbrigade.org. You know, 25 bucks from, from 100 people goes a long way, man. 25 bucks from 100 people would probably fund this event that we just took, took place. It's not much. And 25 bucks isn't a whole lot for somebody. And we say, listen, what do your children and your grandchildren work? We're on the front lines doing that. And she might like a lot of them to go to my, my Facebook page. I know that's become a popular thing. It's just Dave Dobbin, my Facebook. Just, you know, they can just search me there. And, you know, I, I get at updates all daily or hourly from here. We try to do that all the time, let people know what's going on. And, and I think people will find that the stuff we do is exciting and they'll know that we're the real deal and they'll know that uh, this, is, this is good soil in which people can plant. Well, Dave, let me thank you. And also, I think I speak for a lot of people how I feel right now. And I want to really extend a heartfelt gratitude for all your work in organizing these rallies and getting behind this and being boots on the ground, Dave. We just so appreciate this. And folks, I'm encouraging you, do what you can. Reach in your pockets and do donate. This was a tremendous effort by a lot of incredible people. And I just want to thank you personally, Dave, for rallying these people. Sheila, I'm just doing my job. That's what I tell everybody. I, I appreciate the compliment. I'm just doing my job. And I would say to your listeners, we're just trying to build a war chest for the next battle. When it hits, I can say, listen, I got you covered. Don't worry about it. I got you covered. So we need to re- restock the, the, the cupboard a little bit get our resources back up there. We spend this money on the battle. That's what we do with it. And so we just ask uh, folks to believe in us and trust us and know that when we get there, uh, all hell is going to tremble because we're there. Like you had said all week, hey, if you don't stand for Kim Davis, guess what? You're next. And I think Kim Davis really represents all of us because the persecution's here. I think it's just starting. I think we're now in the tribulation, and I think there's going to be a lot coming at us. And I think it's so important for people to go to your website, get involved. And one of the things I'd love to do in the future with you, Dave, is God had really put it on my heart for Remnant Roundup last year after the Whitestone Remnant. And and one of the things I'd love to do at some point is create some part of your website where people in areas like different cities and states can, you know, all over the West can get connected with people in their area. And uh, I think that Mm -hmm. would be a tremendous thing that maybe we could work on together. But Dave, I know you got to run. And I really thank you for your time and all of this, what you've done this last week and all your efforts in sending out the emails and organizing everything from the bottom of our heart. Thanks, Coach Dave. And Sheila, we're going to see you in Idaho in in January, huh? Oh, yes, it's the uh, Whitestone Remnant annual reunion. And uh, that's going to be in January in Idaho. Yes, it's going to be very exciting. It'll be good. Sheila, God bless you, and thanks for all you do. You play a role. Everybody plays a role. And if we'll all just plow our own own rows, uh, we're going to get some things done here for the Lord. And uh, just an honor to be on with you tonight, Sheila. Thanks, Dave. Folks, that was the amazing coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer from Past the Salt Ministries and also Salt and Light Brigade. Go to saltandlightbrigade.org and do sign up and become a part of an incredible movement. Don't forget that Friday, there is an app available. You can go to the App Store and download that app now, and it will be up and running on Friday, which means you can click on all the episodes and listen to the podcast right on your iPhone. 
Many people requested an app, and so we did that for you, the listener. So again, go to the App Store, type in Sheila Zelinsky, and you can download that. I just want to encourage people, please do go to weekendvigilante.com and follow my YouTube channel. Very simple. The social media buttons are at the top right corner on the pink bar on my website, weekendvigilante.com. We have Dr. Danny Morano coming on tomorrow, and then we have Miss Carla Butad on Friday for a very controversial subject. You're not going to want to miss those episodes. And I just wanted to, again, thank people for voting me as the best female personality in the alternative media in the Conspiria Awards. It was an honor to be nominated in the category, and also it was an honor to win It means a lot to me since it is a People's Choice Award. And again, if you have not got my book, Green Gospel, please do go to greengospel.ca, get the book, and please do fill out a review on Amazon.com. I really believe that this is one of the most important books, especially with the Pope coming to the United States in just a few short weeks, and I call it the Pope Francis False Prophet USA Tour There's some very nefarious things on the agenda, and so please do get that book. Dr. Tim Ball said, In her book, Green Gospels, Sheila effectively demolishes most of what you think you know. I thought that was a great comment. Thank you so much for tuning into the program tonight, and I leave you with some excerpts from both the rally and Kim Davis's release. Her lawyer had some comments. Good night, and God bless. CBSN, and what we're showing you right now is a live picture from outside a Kentucky courthouse. Uh, That's the Kentucky courthouse where Kentucky County Clerk Kim Davis has been for the past six days after a judge found that she was in contempt of court because she refused to issue same-sex marriage licenses out of her office, and she also forbid her deputy clerks who work under her from doing the same thing. Uh, She has been a county clerk since January, and um, she is an apostolic Christian that um, does not agree with same-sex marriage, and she felt that putting her signature on a same-sex marriage license was in violation of her religious convictions. She's quoted as saying that this is an issue of uh, heaven and hell for her, not an issue of uh, secular, non-secular, and all that that sort of stuff, and she really felt like it would be a true violation of her religious core. The result, though, was that she was found in contempt of court and placed in jail for the past six days. She's been released today. A rally had been planned prior to the news of her release, and that's what you see um, outside of the county courthouse. About 500 or so people, possibly more than that, have gathered outside the county courthouse. And the rally was to show support. Uh, Now, who knows? Um, Perhaps they'll be actually hearing from her directly. We know that uh, Senator Cruz has arrived there, and there she is, County Clerk Kim Davis. We're going to listen into what she has to say. Hopefully, she'll talk to the crowd. We uh, thank you all for coming. Obviously, we've had a, a major uh, bonus today to be able to see Kim Davis released. She has been away from her husband and her family for six days. She's only been able to visit Joe on one day on Sunday for a brief while through glass. Uh, Today they were able to hug each other for the first time in five, uh, six days. And so we want to be able to give Kim some opportunity to go back with her husband Joe. 
and to uh, just rest for the rest of the day. So she won't be making any specific statements to the media today regarding the substance of the case. Uh, we will address that later this week. Uh, Kim um, is someone who's loyal to God and she is loyal to her job and to her people and she plans to be back at work this week. Uh, but I can guarantee you knowing Kim, she loves God, she loves people, she loves her work, and she will not betray any of those three. She'll do her job good, she'll serve the people as they want her to serve, and she was elected, and she'll also be loyal to God, and she's not gonna violate her conscience. So she's released today, and we're certainly rejoicing in her release, but uh, the court order did not resolve the underlying issue, and that issue is, Kim Davis has asked for a very simple accommodation. Remove her name and her authority from the marriage certificates. And that's what we've asked from the very beginning. Kim still is asking for that today, and we will continue to ask for that in the future. Uh, we believe that the court could act on that, we believe the governor could act on that, and we believe the Kentucky Assembly can act on that as well. But either way, independently or in a combination with each other, uh, we're still asking for Kim Davis and others like her to have her conscience and her religious convictions accommodated. Kim's life was drastically changed four and a half years ago when her uh, mother-in-law had a dying wish for her to go attend church, and she did, and she gave her life to Jesus, and her life has been drastically changed since then. And uh, she is a different woman than she was four and a half years ago, and that's what really is behind Kim. If you get to know this lady, and I'm sure you will in the next days ahead, uh, because I know a lot of you have wanted to talk to her, and we will make uh, available uh, what we can, uh, respecting her time and her privacy. But if you get a chance to know Kim, she is the most uh, amazing individual who is at peace, even in this jail cell. And uh, she is someone who encourages you when you try to come and encourage her. So, we both will Davis, Davis authorize deputies to issue same-sex license. Kim Davis will not violate her conscience. But will her, will her deputies be able to issue same-sex licenses? That's part of the provision of the judge's order right now. Kim Davis will not violate her conscience. Kim has gone through an incredible amount, uh, and today itself has been an emotional day. She had no idea this was coming. And she's just now had a few moments to spend with Joe. Can you at least How's give a comment to the supporters, the people who've been out here? She'll do that at the rally. She will speak and, and give a thank you to those people who are here that came at the rally. But she's not going to speak about the substance of the case. She's going to thank the people that are here. Not violating her conscience doesn't answer the question. You'll find out in the near future. We, we've had the same request. Accommodate her religious convictions. There's a simple way to do that. Does this keep her out of jail for good? And that's what Kim will do. She will do her job and she won't violate her conscience. But I thought before we left today, maybe you would like to personally express your thanks to the person who had the courage to cause a lot of people to start standing up. A person whose courage exceeds that of 99 and 9 tenths percent of the politicians of this country, and sadly, that exceeds a bunch 
of even the pastors of this country, but I believe that her act is going to wake up the politicians, the pastors, and the people. Would you please help me welcome to the stage Kim Davis. for her husband, Joe, who has been a faithful, strong supporter at her side. Ladies and gentlemen, your prayers have been answered. Kim will tonight go home. She will be with her family. She will sleep in her own bed. But all of us need to ask, who's next? Your pastor? The head of a school? Who's next? My question as we leave here today, will you be ready to take the stand, even at expense to yourself, to stand firm for your convictions, for the Constitution, and for your faith, and will not waver nor fall? God bless you. Thank you for being here today. And may the Lord be with you and give you his strength. God bless you. <laughs>